What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Melissa Etheridge has been one of the most prolific pandemic performers, featuring daily livestream concerts, including tonight on EtheridgeTV.com. I caught up with the Grammy and Oscar-winning rocker to discuss her biggest hits. Hey, Jason, it's Melissa Etheridge. Hey, thanks so much for calling in. Sure, my pleasure. I feel like some artists are um, so overplaying that song, but you play the hits because you want to give the people, you know, what they paid for. Oh, yeah. If I am fortunate enough to have written and recorded a hit song, I will play it every day of my life. You know, <laughs> I am so grateful for that. Whenever I start a song and people know it, and they get excited about it, that's the greatest feeling a musician can can really experience. And I just, I, I revel in that. I love it. I love that mindset. Let's go through a couple of them, right? If, if you don't mind, I'll throw out a song title, and you can kind of tell me, um, you know, how you wrote it or, or you, what you remember about it. I believe the first one that won the Grammy, wasn't Ain't It Heavy? Yeah, that was crazy because I never felt Ain't It Heavy was a big hit, but it, it was my first Grammy. I think it was the accumulation of three albums and people finally starting to pay attention to me and that was the song that was nominated so i i finally got it and ain't it heavy is just like an american rock song just uh whenever i do that song it just it's just a simple hey that that rock and roll feeling i'm ready to bust out and and you know looking for satisfaction and isn't the night just a heavy place to be it's just about getting into your 30s and, and kind of looking at life going, wow, you know, sometimes you know, I feel that it's I've, whatever I'm doing is never enough. You know, survival is fine, but well, I find satisfaction, that's rough. <laughs> so so it's, a, uh, it's, it's, one of, it's a good song. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, after that one, I'm the only one. Take me into how you came up with that. I feel like that one, it's just this awesome uh, bluesy sound on that one. Yeah, that was me. Uh, the fourth album, I, I, I made a commitment to to get even deeper into my rock and roll roots i felt like i really needed to let people know i was a rock rock artist and i just went straight to the blues and john lee hooker and and, and so I, I i started i'm the only one from that sort of root it's just an old blues lick i told myself i wanted to write a song like bring me some water which was on the first album so i just I just opened it up and went, okay, you know, uh, and of course my you know, personal issues that I write about and the subject matter was achingly, unfortunately, you know, close to home and, and you know, you write from those experiences of, of you know, um, not abandonment, but, uh, you know, you've you done me wrong. And, and it, was, uh, it was easy to just, you know, sing I'm the only one and oh my gosh, it, that has just become, there's nothing like that, the whole audience singing along, living it. it. It's just 
one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah, we feel it when you sing it. All right, Come to My Window. Uh, where were you when you, do you remember when you sat down and penned that? And, like, what, what were you, what were you kind of going through? Was it, it sounds like it's a relationship, something going on in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wrote that actually when I was in Europe. I was touring in Europe, and I was, uh, this is in the, the early 90s, and you, we didn't have cell phones back then. Of course, this is back when you used to dial a phone. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't <laughs> dial numbers anymore. Yeah. What is a dial? I know. It's like it's, it's so outdated already. <laughs> Anytime you called from Europe, it just cost enormous amounts of money. You'd put it on a credit card or something. It was like hundreds of dollars for you know, a 10-minute phone call. And I, I would call my, uh, you know, the, the person I was seeing at the time, and it, sometimes we, you know, we, we just you know, things were so difficult and so far apart that we just, we just couldn't relate. We couldn't talk and hear the money's going ching, ching, you know, and, and it was just a, just trying to reach someone, just trying to communicate and saying, you know, maybe we can't, you know, go through the front door, but maybe if you, you know, just come to my window, try to, try to figure this out and and using the come to my window as a, you know, it's a, a image of, you know, come, we have to be able to communicate on some level here. And, and, you know, I know my love, I, I, I know my desires and stuff. It's just kind of this, it's, it's a achingly intense song that I, I almost didn't put that song in the album. I thought it was kind of simple. I didn't think people would, uh, relate to it, but boy, was I wrong. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's awesome. It's a great song. And then similar, but uh, I'd say a little, almost a little naughtier edge. I want to come over. I feel like there's a little bit of, you know, tell with the consequences. Well, I'm not proud of it, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yes, indeed. I, my, my, I, I might not have written that song had I known I was going to have children. I really didn't plan on the children part. And I have four that I know of, and uh, that's a joke. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, so my, my daughter, she'll listen to that song. She goes, Mom, you're such a stalker. I'm like, yeah, I'm so not proud of it. But, boy, can a lot of people relate to that song. It's a little scary. <laughs> that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> that song was written about... Uh, you know the, the relationship where I, it just it was just a naughty time. I was you know falling in love with someone else's love, and mm-hmm. it was just that crazy, ridiculous situation that you get yourself in, and and it's just that moment of I don't care, you know, to hell with the consequences. Yeah. Um, I want to do this. <laughs> it's, it's a need you can't explain. Yeah, <laughs> I come <laughs> over to see you again. One of your, I think it's a little more underrated. I love Angels Would Fall, especially when that it, it kicks in. And it's like Angel, it, it gets me every time. Oh, thank you. Well, that is uh, a lot of people don't. That's about somebody who was in a relationship with a friend of mine, who I had a crush on, which is like, and of course I was not happy in my relationship, and that's that's a recipe for disaster. You know, so I just, and the person never knew I wrote it about him, and my friend doesn't know that I wrote it about him <laughs> either. So it's just my little private, uh, my little private song. Um, and then transitioning into movies a little bit, didn't you win it? You won an Oscar for the the song from Inconvenient Truth, right? I Need to Wake Up? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that comes from a whole nother place. That's, that was just a, a song about waking up about, I, that I, I think at the turn of the century, our, our society, and maybe it's just, you know, getting older, I don't know, just the understanding of, I need to wake up to understand how I am connected, not only with my 
fellow man, but with, you know, the rest of the earth. As a big movie guy, I've seen you pop up on random things like the <laughs> AFI, you know? They, how did they have you come in and weigh on, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird and all that stuff? You're kind of a, a pop culture uh, gatekeeper now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, and I love that. I love, I love when I can do things that are outside of just the music, because I'm certainly, you know, I, I, I'm a, a child of the 60s, 70s, and a you know, adult in the 80s and on, and and I, I you know, have my opinions and, and certainly try to be well-rounded in the entertainment industry, so whenever the movie industry calls on me, I, I, I love to show up and do whatever I can. Do you have a favorite all-time? Favorite movie? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or a couple that have touched you over the years. Yeah, you know, there's been so many. I, mean, I The one that I've seen, I'm not a, a moviegoer that like watches over and over and over except for... A Star is Born, all oh, all versions, especially the Barbra <laughs> Streisand version, and you know the Rose, but Bette Midler. That those yeah. are my big things that I watched when I was um, a young adult. And you know, since then, just just loving everything and and loving the just love how movies can move us and 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 make us think. And I'm really enjoying that. Definitely. What do you remember about playing uh, Streets of Philadelphia at Tom Hanks's uh, tribute? Oh well, the Hanks, the you know, Tom and Reed are. are just old friends of mine, and, and I loved being able to, one, do a Bruce Springsteen song for Tom Hanks. is like a double whammy, you know. It, it was, it was um, just a, an incredible experience, and, and I, I loved doing that. Didn't we see you here um, in the D.C. area a couple years ago? Didn't you come for the Kennedy Center Honors for, for Bruce? Oh, yeah. Ah, can you imagine singing Born to Run for the, not only the president, but for Bruce Springsteen? I don't know what I was thinking. I was crazy, but he he loved it. He's such a sweetheart. He's such a just an amazing human being. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.